תגיד לנו מתי. אני צריך לדבר למיקרופון, או שאני פשוט יושב רגיל? הרדיו החברתי הראשון. הכוח חוסר לאנשים. Good morning everybody here from Tel Aviv. First of all, this is of course the last podcast of the year. And this is the last podcast that we are having here in this wonderful studio of uh, Oz. Uh, we are moving uh, back uh, to Zoom. Uh, but we, before anything else, want, want to thank Oz for, you know, hosting us and being so generous with us with his time and energy and so forth. Okay, so for today, I have a special surprise. It's a very dear friend of mine, Shachaf. And Shachaf... When I asked him how does he want to, him, me to, you know, to present him, what he was talking about, well, first of all, about his uh, greatest achievement, which are personal achievement, which I loved very much, is first of all, his uh, long-lasting and uh, beautiful marriage to Naama, <laughs> and uh, of course, being the father of Amit and Karni. So he considered them as the, the biggest uh, success of his life so far, so forth. But I believe he, he is simply very humble. Uh, and then I think he has other, uh, some very important achievement that uh, we can all benefit from, we are all benefiting from. And um, well, first of all, I think he's uh, one of the thought leaders of uh, internal and external innovation, in my opinion. So what's happening, he started as an advisor, and then he moved to one of the largest companies, I think, in Israel, but beyond that, which is Amdocs. And he was uh, there uh, leading innovation processes. And then what happened is that somehow, someday, I got a note, the, the message that he left Amdocs, and he's moving into the health space. So I was so curious, I picked up the phone and says, Shachaf, what's going on? You were so successful in Amdocs in the business world, and right now suddenly you're leaving all of this and going to, you know, to the, well, which is what is my important, is the most significant, you know, uh, domain in, because this is health and health relates to everybody. And we know already that uh, once you're sick, you have only one problem. Once you're healthy, you have many problems. So it is, what, what do you really prefer to having only one problem or a lot of problems? Well, it's, you know, this is against the, you know, the basic knowledge and, and thought, but this is, I think, better. We all prefer having m- many more problems. So here we go. And right now he's heading the internal innovation of the largest uh, um, health um, organization in Israel called the Klalit. And Shachaf, please tell us, how come you did such a marvelous step and moved into this domain? So <coughs> it's, a good, it's a good question. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm asking this myself now, now that you're asking me this. Um, There's this thing about innovation, uh, there's this consensus about it, and everyone wants to, to, to take part in it, and it's very hard to create an impact. Uh, and I've seen it in other organizations, and I've also seen it in, in Amdocs, there is this gap between you know, the commitment that, that, you're, uh, that you have. You have a commitment to, to drive uh, innovation, and, and the challenges of leading it, you know, In, in the field like reaching reaching the actual uh, customer and and what I loved about Klalit is that there is ab- before that how come you made the decision to go into the health in so so that's what I'm saying so 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 when when I when when someone picked picked up the phone he called me and said do you want do you want to work at innovation at Klalit and the mm. first the first reaction was 
כללית, innovation, health care, <laughs> why, why would I do that? I'm, yeah. and, and, and when I, and I went, I, I met uh, Professor Ran Balitzer, and, and who's leading the, he's the chief innovation officer at, uh, at כללית, and I was amazed by the level of, of commitment and, and, mm-hmm. and, engagement that he has and the organization has and we have a lot of partners inside Kilit there is no room for uh, for, uh, for, bl- for 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 you know for 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 theater there's no room for action that is not impactful can you explain I'm not sure that everybody here are familiar with the with the term uh, innovation theater can you elaborate a little bit for our sure. listeners who are not aware of it yet? sure innovation theater is something that's very common when it comes to innovation practice in organization and that is creating this facade of innovation mm-hmm. without creating impactful real innovation that touches the user facade meaning we there's hackathons and meetups and innovation labs and a lot of work about breakthrough technologies and a lot of cool uh, demos and 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 cool POCs and a lot of acronyms right like uh, we're doing an MVP and we're doing a POC and blah yada 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 and none of this actually translates into real products and services that impact the lives of users why why, why companies you know big organization will invest so much in something which is in the end of the hand is not beneficial what's the reasoning and why it's not beneficial in the end in so uh, because you have, he has more than a decade of, of really leading innovation I think this is a very important question and then we'll go back to okay so so a couple of reasons one is is the fact that you know very authentically organizations are truly committed to innovation but they are designed to kill innovation right uh, organization they, they have this immune system they are built as uh, performance engines right the the, mm-hmm. the the term performance engine what was I think is is what is was coined by uh, VJ Govinderajan and Chris Trimble in, in their amazing book uh, uh, the other side of innovation and they say and justly so that, that that organizations are built as performance engine that are designed for repeatable and 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 um, and manageable results that we have to, to bring results to the table in a very timely manner and And in a very uh, uh, repeatable way and innovation is not like that so organizations are designed to kill the innovation that they are trying to promote this is one thing the second thing is is I think that there are organizations that deep down inside um, th- they embrace this challenge and they say okay so we'll not really do innovation but we'll bring talent and we'll 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 contribute to our branding and and uh, it's uh, the facade has its importance it's had its value right so okay so we won't bring the most innovative products to to the to the market maybe it's not even our strategy maybe our strategy mm-hmm. is to is to dominate uh, the existing market and we're not uh, We're not that afraid of what's uh, coming next and it's a mistake but it's it's yes. a legitimate strategy and and um, investing in the f- in the present instead of uh, in s- investing in the future in yeah a sense. yeah assuming that incremental innovation is enough to to stay relevant uh, for the long term okay they 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 are not they are not aware of the 15 uh, disruptive innovation and that uh, the coming decade is going to be immensely transformative for you for the human race in general Wh- what do you think I, I mean I, I'll tell you something about it look I, I, I get that you are very much uh, invested in the disruptive domain I, I'm invested in the future in the future <laughs> in the future but I'll tell you this I, I don't think they're unaware I think I think they're human I, I think see. that we are as human beings we are not designed for disruption and 
and and mm-hmm. I'm seeing cons- consist- cons- consistently that that reality is changing much faster than our ability to adapt, right? So they are they are they are people. They are very smart people, but they are people, and it's very hard to to see. Uh, the reality changing in front of you if it's changing that dramatically. Now, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an yeah, example. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, the other day, I, w- I was driving with my with my kid, seven year old, one of the smartest people I know, Amit. <laughs> truly, and I'm I'm being very objective. She's she's truly amazing. And, and, you, and you must be objective if you're her father. I, you, you have no other option. Absolutely. I, I, I've <laughs> talked to a lot of people, and they all agree with me. <laughs> she's amazing. You did a quantitative study. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And we're, we're listening to the radio, and, and we're listening to this amazing song. And and she says, "Dad, can you please just switch the language from from English to Hebrew so I can understand the words?" And I, and I'm I'm talking, and I'm saying to you, know, Tuti, this, this this doesn't work like that. You know, it's radio. You you can't change the language. And she she doesn't understand why. And and and. I try to explain it to her like, you know, because she's a little kid and she doesn't understand how radio works. And then, you know, after, after the, during this drive, I, I realized that, that I'm the one that doesn't realize that reality is changing. She gets it because she doesn't need to translate what she knows about the concepts of reality that she has because this is reality that she knows. I know that, that Spotify that I, that I use all the time, you know, doesn't work like radio. I don't even listen to radio. I know that when I'm listening listening to when I'm when I'm seeing Netflix, it's easy for me to to change language. I do it all the time and 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 subtitles and so on. And and she knows when then when she's listening to YouTube, she can hear uh, 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 let it go in English and and a minute later she can she can search the same song in Hebrew. Uh, but I'm because I have these concepts about what does it mean to listen to radio. I suddenly sound it seems inconceivable that I will change the language and the but but no the the reality that I'm already living in already enables me to do that you have I- internal barriers and obstacles of of uh, accepting the the reality exactly. as it is exactly and I am an innovation practitioner <laughs> and I'm really open and I'm and no no so so the same goes for managers they're looking at the reality and it's hard to 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 comprehend how fast it changes and how innovation is important to them it's a, it's a it's an embedded ch- challenge yeah wow Okay, so then you went and you met uh, Professor Balitzer, and then you went home and you said to your dearest wife, Nama, I'm considering. Yes. What was the reaction? She's always supportive. Oh, wonderful. Yes, and her her strategy is, you know, if it makes you happy, go for it. Wow. And there were a lot of indicators, a lot of reasons to consider because every time you choose this career path there's always a lot of a lot of uh, variables that you have to to manage but uh, at the end of the day what bought me is the real chan- real chance uh, to create an impact real chance to create an impact okay so uh, this is the first morning in your first job you're entering the business the, the building what are your thoughts to You know, share with us, you know, wh- what were you thinking on the first day? What, what, did, what did you feel? What did you hope for, you know, and, and after a month? I mean, take us, you know, with your inner personal journey. Share with us. 
So I think that the how how long are you right now there? It, uh, two years. Two years. Okay. So we have we no. There is there is you know already. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So honestly, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the first thought that that came to mind was, "Whoa, I am really uh, over my head here. This is wow. this is huge. Wow. This is huge. I was I was surrounded by um, by physicians, professors, doctors, data scientists, statisticians, uh, people that I absolutely had no idea what they're talking about." Meaning you had so much to learn from them. So much to learn. And, and there were moments where I said, you know, I'm bringing such a different perspective. I'm not even sure that people are, it will bring value. People will be able to listen to it. Um, I, I, had, I was new to the healthcare uh, industry. I was, I, I, there was no background of life, life science or an, any kind uh, of... Uh, Besides being a human and a, you have a body. Yes, yes. But, 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 <laughs> no, but I'm, it's, I'm it's, an expert in no, it. No, 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 but <laughs> you're not an alien coming no. from other places, you know, no, made no. of other, you know, materials and how does it feel to, feel no, to be human? I have no idea how that body yeah. works and yeah. how to fix it. So, so, and so this is one thing. The second thing is, is the, 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 the ecosystem and the regulation and the complex organization. It's like a hu- it, it was like complexity at its best. There wow. was so, Clarit uh, is, is, is just for people who, yeah. don't, who, don't, who yeah. don't know. Please. It's, it's the biggest health provider in Israel. It's, it's basically a monopoly because it caters more than 52% of, of, wow. of the people yeah. in, in Israel. And it's, it's the second largest integrator in the world. So we have like, f- we have 14 hospitals, we have 1,500 clinics, mm-hmm. a- and it's huge organization, extremely complex, extremely fragmented, because there's a lot of, a lo- a lot of institutions in it that have the different identities, and they're all working into a common goal, but it's very, very big and complex. A- and, and there's a lot of regulation uh, involved, a lot of, a lot of uh, um, uh, government uh, offices that that we're working with a lot, of, a lot of bodies inside the ecosystem that I wasn't aware of coming from the telco industry. Oh. It was totally different ecosystem, and in this complexity, uh, the challenge of of driving innovation in such a complex, uh, sometimes traditional um, uh, industry, it w- was was huge, and it took me a while to understand. How, how big the challenge is. And I think that the first thing I tried to, to understand when I walked into the organization is who are my role partners? Who are the people that mm. I need to work with and collaborate with in order to drive wow. innovation? Because I really, really believe that innovation is, is a sport effort. It's, it's, a, it's a group effort. It's sorry. a team, it's it's a team, a team effort, yeah. yes. So, so the first question that I ask is who I have to collaborate with inside the organization and mm. outside to, to create a meaningful impact. And may I, may I suggest, correct me if I'm wrong, that the fact that you were consultant for so many years in this sense, you know, prepared you for such a role because when you're a consultant, you have to m- mitigate between, you know, different stakeholders within uh, the client that you're, so I think in this sense, and also, you don't know, but Shahaf is one of the nicest person uh, I met. So I think, no, I think, no, I think for this role, I think it's crucial because, you know, if you're being driven by your ego, uh, no way that you no will way. get, no way. No way. Uh, only if, if you're humble and you're respectful of, of you know, your colleagues and uh, your partners, you can create uh, any kind of coalition that to, to push anything further. If I'm, if, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I agree. I agree. I think that it's easy for me because there's a lot of people that I work with in Clelit and they know, or at least I hope they know, that, that I'm not eating for the credit. I really, really want to, 
I'm, I'm in it for the thrill of making things happen. I, I, can I share with you something? You know, sure. we talked yesterday, now we talked about, you know, Health in 7 and the fact that Eddie is assisting me and so forth. And uh, when we talked, I explained to him that uh, Peter Diamandis, my mentor, he has also, uh, he has uh, two, right now, right now he has two uh, newsletters. And what we found out is that people don't know that it's Future Loop or Longevity because they, they call it Peter's Avatar. And I told him, I don't want to have my avatar on, you know, which is what you have to personalize the AI. Other, I says, no, but this is not, this is not, uh, this is not a personal issue. This is, you know, this is hum humanistic. So I, I totally, you know, so it's so, it's so relevant that we are only a part of a chain and we have to contribute and we have to create a better, I think, I think uh, future for our children and it goes beyond any kind of individualistic ego or anything. D do you agree? I agree. And I also <laughs> agree that ego is a healthy part of any person. <laughs> yeah, and, okay. And, and I really accept it with love, really, that, yeah. uh, that we, are all, we are all motivated by ego. Okay. I think that, that there are different... Also by ego. Also by ego. And I think that there are different ways of feeding it. That's, oh, that's interesting. Can you tell? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. This <laughs> was, before we go, what do you mean feeding the ego in different ways? This I, is very I, insightful. So again, again, uh, very, you know, from a personal level, when I'm creating impact, uh, I'm feeling my ego. I, I'm, I'm going back home and I say, Shachaf, way to go, man. Way to go. You actually, you actually woke up in the morning today and you made a difference. Way to go. Wonderful. And there are p other ways of feeding uh, uh, the ego for other people. Some people need uh, this uh, nutrition from standing on, st on stage and getting applause. Other people need it from their parents or from their bosses or from their spouses. There are different ways of, of, of feeding it. And, and it's, they're, all, they're all legitimate. That's, That's brilliant. <laughs> Wonderful. So, so you're, so you, then you're there. You understand that you have to, to, you know, this was the first step to find who should be your, your gang. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, how did you approach them? I mean, what do you come and says? Listen, I want to make a change, and I need you to assist me, or let's work together. I mean, how do you do that? Exactly. That exactly that. Okay, being uh, totally honest and and earnest about what you're wanting, what what are your desires, and and how did it, did people react to that? I'm I'm wondering. You know, I just want to tell. Perhaps there are some of of the people that are listening to us are Jewish or non-Jewish, and they don't know Israelis. So we are very blunt. People can say even you know horribly blunt, but at least you always know where you stand most of the time. Yes. Yeah. So how did they react? You know, you you knock on the door. I want to co have coffee with you. You chat and then you say you put it on the table. How usually people re re react to that? Um, amazing. Really? really? Tell us. Give us examples. I, I, think, I think I think that that first of all there were some there. Okay, so Klalit is 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 um, a bureaucratic, very large organization, and uh, like in any how any many people are working in Klalit? Five thousand employees. Wow. So it's the largest employer in Israel. Wow. I didn't know that. Wow. Wow. And like any organization, there's a lot of politics in it. Where there are people, there are politics. Exactly. Uh, speaking of ego, right? And yeah. Again, you can't, you can't, um, you can't solve it. It's not a pro. It's not. A, it's not a, a bug. It's a feature, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And and there are a lot of people that that are, were not like the natural partners um, for for the unit that, that I worked uh, at, and, and I try to meet everyone. I try to meet everyone, and 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 I think that. Again, honestly, I think people react well to authenticity. And if you come to people and you say, truly, truly believe me, I really want to work together. 
let's let's figure it out i haven't met anyone uh almost anyone that that rejected it and and i think that that all the impact that i managed to create in in the organization so far without a doubt there was no place that i managed to create impact alone no nowhere everywhere there were partners with me and i think that the more partners and the more people i collaborate inside elite and by the way outside um the more successes i i, I managed to to to, to drive and, and the more impact yeah i, I think i think more than that what we learn right now i think in the last few years that you know the myth that there is this you know heroin or uh, he you know here whatever kind of per person persona and that uh, they are sitting on the you know on the top of the hill and they have this you know suddenly even even Jeff, steve jobs we already know that you know he was against of many things that they uh, apple did in the end you know you were aware yeah, it yeah. especially the app store and uh, even Salek you know which this is a horrible story because when he went and he got the prize for you know creating the uh, vaccine for the polio he wasn't speaking about his team and they were totally shattered and what was interesting is that the community the scientific community punished him because he hardly got any nomination for big because he got up and he says I did it myself and wow. yeah and all the team that was working you know when we know we are in the middle of vaccine right now revolution and he says they were shattered and only 50 years later his son on his uh, birthday whatever got on stage and he and he read all the names and he apologized wow. yeah for his father And he says this is he was a great man but this was a, a, a bad you know this is the worst uh, action that he ever did so I think you know it's good that you 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 already got it you know inside your you know your thoughts and belief and also you are you've been always a person person yes but uh, people yes. people's person I mean yeah. but again I don't think it's like uh, yes it's a value but other than that I really think that's what that what it this is a strategy yes it's a strategy it okay we think it's also in your values but oh you understand that this is the right strategy exactly okay exactly. so everybody were on board yeah. okay and, and, and then we, we we try to to identify different needs and and create different solutions okay can you can you tell us because uh, okay I'm, I'm gonna I'm going I'm going to give a hint okay right Right now what Shahaf is leading is I think a revolution regarding uh, patient-centric medicine yes. and I think this is crucial and I think in the future thanks to uh, all kind of technologies it's going to be easier because I think also I think it's important not only for the patients but also for the whole medical community and doctors they when people are you know at the age of 18 or whatever 20 make a decision to become a doctor it's because they want to serve the patients so it's important for everybody so can you tell us because probably when you started there were two or three more options and how come you made a decision to that the efforts that you're doing your team and the rest of the organization should you know focus on this area how come you go to this very important notion so first of all I think that, that my understanding that that the patient is in the center came before I joined Clalit it and, and I called it the user yeah because I think that that organizations are n- not very good at really understanding what their customers need and what their users need and, and the same perspective the same point of view that I really uh, fine-tuned at Amdocs I brought to Clit mm. so there's a lot of practices when it comes to corporate innovation that I did differently when I came to a clinic and it took me a while to understand what what's the best way to manage clinic innovation but 
internally, but, but I think that, that the understanding that we really un- need to understand the people that we are serving is something that I came, bef- came ready-made. And then I, I, when I started understanding and, and exploring the, 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 the healthcare industry, I realized how, how big is the gap. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you read uh, uh, The Patient Will See You Now, yeah. right? And, and, and Topol the, um, describes the, the, the beginning of, of, uh, of the medical uh, profession. Yeah. And, 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 you know, like, like centuries ago. And, and he describes um, physicians as people that were at first perceived as um, the, the, the messengers of God. Right? There was something divine about them because they they were able to to have this control over your life and over your health that was almost divine. And, and I think that that we're not there anymore. But I think that there are a lot of doctors that have this paternalistic approach over patients, saying we know what's best for you even better than you. Yeah, yeah. You know that right now we have a wonderful collaboration with another doctor. They have a beautiful podcast called. Uh, medicine in the machine mm. it's a great one and the last episode was last week and they were talking about what the um, I think the health organization in the states h- had to learn and failed during the corona it's very very interesting now uh, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, I just read it so I just letting you know he has a wonderful podcast I think we both appreciate and honor this uh, topo I mean the yes. top yeah he's, yes. he's an amazing figure in in the field yes. so yeah so so I think that the conflict is something that I'm not experiencing because uh, ha- I'm, I'm fortunate enough not to be in this position that doctors are where mm. they need to make decisions that impact people's lives. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not built. I'm not cut out for that. But I think that, that when you're in this position, you have to have this, uh, um, um, this, um, this ability to be very, very sure of what you're saying. You have to be very confident about what you're saying because your decisions are are very impactful, and and this goes again from the, from the beginning of history. So what do you do when you're talking to 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 doctors and physicians and and caregivers uh, that are trained to be very confident about what the patient really needs, and trying to convince them that maybe he has you know different needs that are not just uh, uh, from a clinical point of view, that we need to take under considerations. Uh, How do you convince them to ask different questions to uncover different needs um, in in order to create innovation? So, and this is maybe the gap. Uh, Remember we talked about organizations are designed to kill innovation. Physicians, when they're treating patients, Normally, they are. They have to be very efficient, and they have to ask more or less the same questions in order to create uh, answers in a very well-defined context. They've studied this context. They're the experts in the context. You're not expecting the doctor uh, to go into a surgery room and 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 explore. He has to know exactly what he's doing. When it comes to innovation, when it ham- when it comes to creating new solutions that are based on n- different needs or new needs, and this 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 uh, um, creates a different context. And in this context, you have to ask different questions, and you have to have a better understanding of the patient. Uh, from a clinical point of view, is not good enough. 
Mm, so for much. example, just just to make sure that I understand, yeah. for example, if you have a patient with a problem, but if, for example, it's a single mother with two children and the one of them is on the spectrum of autism, and I don't know, and uh, another woman, which is, you know, uh, Uh, high, you know, you know, she's living a more comfortable life, let's say it this way, and she's fortunate enough to have a much better support and, and you know, might be in a, from a better socioeconomic. I'm not trying, I, I'm not trying to yeah, stir yeah. it up, but I'm saying the doctor has to take it into consideration with when he, there is a problem and there is a procedure or a process that she's going through, both of these women. Would you think this is something, I mean, the whole socioeconomic uh, status and, and lifestyle and... I think this is one perspective. Okay. And, and I think the doctors sh should look at it, but, but I'll give you another example. Yeah, okay. please do. Yeah. So, so I was working with a team uh, in, in a hospital and we were trying to design an app for children. Okay. And, and we try to understand uh, what is it for was it for the, the app was for uh, for uh, asthma uh, mm. people, uh, children that have asthma oh, and it's very severe asthma oh, yeah of course and and they're sitting at home and they have these these attacks and, and we, we were trying to find a way to prevent them and one of the one of the uh, uh, tactics that we tried to, to develop is maybe monitor them from home but in a way that the children will engage in it mm, okay and, and we talked to, to physicians and and we tried to 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 define the solution and and they said you know for us from a clinical point of view the way I treat a six-year-old and the way I treat a 16 year old it's the same their biology is the same we need to treat them the same the protocol the clinical protocol is the same and that is fine but but I said you know there's no way that You can design an app for a six-year-old and an app for a 16-year-old and it will look the same. Uh, and in order to really understand these gaps, you have to ask different questions. Now, now de developing an app is not part of the core capabilities of these physicians. They are clinical practitioners. This is what they're supposed to do. They have to treat the patient and that's fine. When it comes to innovation, you have to ask different questions in order to, de to develop different solutions. And, and then we realized, you know, We tried to focus on patients that, let's say, I think it was uh, 6 to 12. And also, if I may say, probably when you're talking about the children, the young children, younger ones, you have to take into consideration the parents, which... Exactly, exactly. And, and in this way, the solution totally changes. And if you're trying to develop an app that looks only on the clinical point of view... most chances no one will use it because there's a lot there's a profession of developing apps you know, there's best, best practices in it um, so this is what I'm talking about you have to just you have you have to uncover uh, uh, the human needs behind the biological needs in order to develop sustainable innovation unbelievable so tell us what happened with this app You're leaving us, you know, on the hook, please. Yes, so we're developing, we're defining it as we speak. We're okay, and who is, who, is, uh, who is the partner? Because if it's not only the physician, who else are the partners? So we built, we built an interdisciplinary team. We have I thought you should have a gaming. Uh, a gaming, uh, yeah. yeah. A gaming was, was, was a, a, a really meaningful part in this solution. Yeah. But again, gaming for six-year-olds. Yeah, oh, definitely. Six totally different. So, so is it available? I mean... No, not yet. We're still, we're still uh, working on it. We're hoping on starting to developing it uh, this year.
So anyway, I'm just telling parents who unfortunately have small children or older that are, you know, unfortunately suffering from severe asthma. Hopefully there is going to be a solution when in the end of next year, you believe, or well, you don't know. I, okay. I, I can't say. Okay. Uh, but, but, but it's, it's in the process. It's not, it's exactly. not an idea and it's not in the lab. It's already being, you know. We're defined. We, 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 actually we, we went on to talk with kids in order yeah. to realize what will work for them. Yeah. And then we defined this concept and what now we are defining it internally to figure out how to how brilliant work. wonderful that's great very good news so that's so, so this is it this is this is an example of what we call you know a patient or user centric uh, app especially in this this is a really user it's not even a patient because exactly. it can be also the parents and exactly. very and what what is the aim the aim is to totally prevent it or to give you know people heads up you know it's going to happen i mean is it a part of of the concept of preventative medicine in a yes. sense yes okay the first aim is first first to identify it and and sometimes mm. if you catch it soon enough uh, early enough you can you can prevent it or you can shorten the attack uh, how 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 far or before I mean in time terms before the the attack is really happening you can a couple of days so meaning I can if I have a son or a daughter I can get up on Sunday and I'm going to have an I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm imagining, you know, a, a, you know, a message from Clalit. Listen, we are tracking your son, and it seems that he might have a problem in four days. If you can, if you want to prevent it, please do one, two, three, and please contact us. We might assist you or whatever. Exactly, that's the vision. That's the vision okay. that we're working for. Okay. Well, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not afraid at all regarding privacy issue. But I'm, I'm the, you know, I'm the opposite side. But I'm, I'm, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that it might have you know, issues with some of the parents because it's meaning tracking the, chi the child on a regular basis 24-7. Was this also in a way uh, a part of your design? I'm just thinking, are, are you saying that because it's health and children will, I mean, what, what, what do you think about that? I think I, I mean, this from specific solution is not 24-7 monitoring. It's, uh, it's something that you can manage very uh, proactively. It, it's not, it's not like mm, something that's on your hand. Okay. And uh, and it will not work for everyone. So, like in any innovative solution, first uh -huh. you, you target the the early adapters or the people that need it the most, and, mm. and very gradually you you educate the market, mm. you educate parents, uh, much like uh, vaccines, right? When it comes to Corona, it takes a while to convince people that that it's better for them. Okay. So what you're saying is that, if I may say, you're taking upon yourself another. Uh, I would say responsibility or role is also the education because it's not only creating the technology or the solution, then you have to persuade people that it's good for them, that it won't harm them, that they can trust it, that it's going to be accurate and reliable. So it's it's another. So, so then you suddenly have to have, if I'm not mistaken, another partner, which is the division that is, you know, you know, creating, it's not only the customer, you know, or journey, but it also a kind of uh, interactive communication. Absolutely. You know, when you think of this solution that I'm not now describing, and again, we're developing it now, this is like closely uh, in close partnership with, with the IT, with, with the digital uh, uh, division. They are the experts in developing this, in, in, in making it work, in connecting it to the systems inside the organization. We're working with, uh, with the service division in order to figure out how do we promote this 
the best way with um, with the parents and how do we how do we make sure that we create a, a high level of service we're working with people that are um, uh, professionals in 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 changing the internal processes inside the organization not to mention the clinicians so it's 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 a really an organizational effort it, there's no way it can happen any do, other do way. you also use uh, sociology thinking and uh, perhaps uh, psychology experts in order to assist you to overcome the barriers of adoption of uh, such a solution I'm wondering yes so we have uh, it's, it's an interesting question so first of all we have this uh, um, unit inside uh, Clarita mm. Innovation that specializes in behavioral insights. Oh, data, wonderful. Uh, led by, wow. by an, amazing, uh, an amazing partner. Uh, Who is it? Uh, it's Dr. Adi Berliner. It's, it's she, it's she. Okay, she, we never know. She's anything. leading this, this unit wow. and, and she helps us uh, connect between the data that, that mm. Clarita has into behavioral insights oh, wow. in to create better engagement for wow. patients. Wow, so important. So this is one partnership that we're okay. doing. And, and the second is is our whole design-led approach. Yeah. So it's based on qualitative uh, research. Okay. It's based on our ability to, to have in-depth interviews. And these are inside? Uh, yes. Okay, so it's, it's, you're not using outside a partnership? Oh, we use both. Both, it's okay. Okay. Basically, it's a capacity okay. Uh, okay. challenge, but, but we use both. Sometimes we do it ourselves. Sometimes we work okay. with external partners. We, we have deep uh, conversations with our patients, with our physicians as well. Mm -hmm. In order to figure out what are the, the latent unseen needs that we need to answer, that we want to answer, and then develop solutions. For That's them. brilliant. Also, I think, you know, deep listening is, I think, uh, unfortunately, I think it, it's nearly a lost art that is right now being... <laughs> it's, it's unnatural. It's unnatural, truly. I, again, this is my personal point of view. I think that we as people are very, we are designed to think about ourselves uh, to be entrenched in our perspective, in our experience. It, it takes such a huge effort to really try to figure out what's happening with the person sitting in front of us. I, I want to tell you three things. Uh, I think, <laughs> first of all, I think the, the biggest generosity towards other is deep listening. And there is a very book, very good book that came last year in the you know, in the height of the uh, corona uh, epidemic, which by, by Adam Grant, which is a great, you know, uh, psychologist. Yes, and uh, yes. it's called Think Again. Yes. And I think it's great because... It's an amazing book. Yeah. It's an amazing book. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I want to tell you that my hope for me when I'm really, really old, like, you know, now I'm 142, so only when I'm joking. Well, <laughs> when I'm uh, 250, I want to have a special role. I created myself. There's going to be a gate in the entrance of Tel Aviv, for example. Yes. And everybody who comes in, I will give them water and bread, you know, a symbolic uh, yeah. gesture. And then they will have to tell me a story of, of their life, you know, an interesting story. So, you know, I'm, I, I prefer listening. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, that, and by the way, it's interesting that you're mentioning it because there's a lot of lessons that I took from uh, Think Again uh, to my practice at uh, Innovation. Yeah. It's always about people. People, we sh we, I think we, we both agree that Adam Grant wrote a beautiful uh, a book called uh, Think Again. Highly, highly, highly recommended to anyone who wants to learn how to think uh, differently. Yeah. So this was a jump into what you're really doing. But I know that you're doing some other very interesting stuff. So what do you want to talk about now? 
What about uh, of the initiative that we talked in the beginning? Uh, would you like to talk about what you did with the corona patients that yes, were ho- hospitalized it's home? A, it's yeah. a good, it's a good uh, example yeah. because there's this uh, uh, concept yeah. of, of there's this natural connection between technology and innovation. And it's, 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 it's true. Most innovative solutions normally are technological because we have to bring new technology in order to face new challenges. But there's something interesting about this human-centered approach because sometimes when you're trying to deep dive into what people actually need, you figure out it's not really technology. It's mm, something else. Interesting. And, and this is one of the things that I realized in my first project. In my first project. When was it? How, how, how long were you already in there? I was I was I uh, was a veteran. I was three months in the organization. And if I'm not mistaken, you got into the organization uh, like two minutes before the Corona. Two minutes. I, I started working <laughs> at, at, uh, at Kilalit in November, and in March, I had we, everyone told us stay at home. It was a traumatic experience in so many levels. In so many. Wow. First of all, I, I don't know if you remember the first wave of Corona. It was it was horrifying. It was horrifying. Uh, and I was sitting inside an organization that I didn't really understand how it works yet. I, I, I met very few people. And I really wanted to, to help. I really went, wanted to contribute. And, and when I was reading uh, a newspaper, I, I read this article about people that, have, that are hospitalized at home. And how traumatic this experience is. Because in the first wave, we had no idea what does it mean uh, to treat corona patients at home, how long will it take? What? How do you? How do you? How do you work with these challenges? And people were totally in the dark. There was a lot of confusion in in the system. And, and what I s- initiated was a design-led process where we started interviewing uh, patients that are hospitalized at home, and we started asking them. What do you need? What's, what's going on with you guys? And, and of course, we built this uh, multidisciplinary teams, and, and I brought into the team people that coming in from service and IT and, and, uh, and marketing and, of course, physicians and doctors. And, and we had this, this very unique uh, group, and we started talking to patients. And, and we had this, this uh, concept that we started with, Again, it wasn't very uh, uh, aware, but it was latent. It was deep, deep inside. That we assumed that we need some kind of tool for uh, for um, for monitoring, because there was a lot of patients out there. We had no idea what's going on with them. We wanted to bring in a new technology and monitor the, these people. And but we started talking to people nonetheless with a very open mind and say, you know. Tell me about your experience. What happened when you got the call and, and people told you that you need to stay at home and you have to stay quarantined? Uh, how, how did you react? How did your children react? How did your family react? Wow. And what happens with your parents that they're, that they're relying on you? How do you, do, wow. how do you keep uh, treating them? And, and we, get, we, we got at this point a totally different context of what does it mean to become a corona patient, especially at home. May I say that you weren't, I mean, you, you rely on the professional, I mean, the, the professional, you know, medical people to understand this, you know, the, the, the status of the, of the, in the, the patient in, you know, in medical uh, terms, but you were talking about the total ecosystem and you got some important insight regarding the emotional side and the psychological impact and even the, I would say, the routine. I mean, suddenly the whole routine is simply, 
disrupted and how do you get along with your life while you're being quarantined and you're this huge horrible uh you know question mark yes and, and again as clearly as an organization we know how to face these questions because we have psychologists and we have uh, psychiatrists wow. and this is something that we, we know how to wow. do but we're not very good at breaking these silos and wow. realizing that yes there is this psychological uh, aspect of the clinical treatment that people are getting right now when it comes to corona C- can i be philosophical for one second no you know buddha yeah, yeah. said that yes. there are two arrows there is one arrow which is the pain because this is life so for example you have you you have a corona that is the pain yes. but then it says there is the other arrow which is the suffering which is it goes beyond and we can make a decision regarding the suffering not about the pain so if if i may say in buddha's yeah, words yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry buddha forgive me yeah. i'm joking i'm jewish but i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> but what you're saying is that we okay we can't take away the pain but we can assist with the suffering yes we, we need to we need to have a, a much larger context Wow. wider context of the experience brilliant so, so can you tell us what, what did you find so, so we, sta- we yeah. started we started developing a few solutions and eventually one of the main issues that, that came from our conversations with with customers with uh, with patients is we, we okay so so we got this call and we said people told us from the other side of the line we don't know who they are that we need to stay at home and we are at a, at a like the big brother yes <laughs> someone told us to stay at home and we have no idea what that means and and wow. by the way we're not really sure you know what that means and we, we're not sure who even got us someone here knows <laughs> what it means we don't even sure you know oh my god we're hearing one thing from, from oh my the god we're hearing another thing oh from horrible from the, our physician we're hearing a totally different thing so frightening it's, it's it's extremely traumatic yeah extremely traumatic. wow it's enough to treat the 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 The, disease. the disease alone because the disease by itself it's it's relatively simple to treat yeah but there's a lot of complexity behind it wow and, and we, we looked at different solutions and one of the solutions that we eventually decided to on developing is this onboarding kit to the disease oh, okay so we're, we're like uh, you're going to business uh, class and you're getting a kit for the way yes exactly okay so okay so so here here it is welcome you're now a corona patient what is in the kit so in the kit <laughs> in the kit so you have this uh, uh, um, you have this thing that 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 measures the the oxygen in your in your mm. blood and this is this is was was before that this is again from the clinical point of view when we knew we, we needed that and and you have the uh, thermometer normally you don't need it but it it, it helps that you feel like someone is treating you but other than that because the symbolic of it yes, symbol, okay yes. And, uh, but other than that you have this booklet mm. not a technology based it's a booklet and in this booklet there's all the information that you need about what should you expect as a corona patient wow uh, How do you explain your children the fact that you need to be mm. away from them? What do, you, what do you do with your laundry? Oh, uh, very interesting, well, yeah. Uh, am, I, am I allowed to, to have laundry with all of my family? I don't know. Okay, so, so, <laughs> so this is one of the questions wow, that we have to answer. Wow. Uh, are, are people uh, near me should wear masks? Uh, is the, um, um, what does it mean to stay quarantined at home and, and all that? Who should can, I ask? Can I, can I use the same bathroom? Can I, I use it? Can I ask the same bathroom? Who should I ask for help? 
Wow. Uh, uh, from a clinical point of view, from a psychological point of view, there's a lot of, a lot of dimensions in, in this yeah. disease. And, and why, 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 why did we have to, to have like a physical booklet? Because we understood that there's a lot of people inside the, the, the population that are not digital uh, and, and, and they have challenges finding this information yeah. online. Yeah. And, 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 and also I think you're so scared so you, you don't even think straight you know you, 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 as you said you're traumatized and you don't and this this phase no one really know how serious it's gonna be exactly. and you didn't know what to expect and you might you might be afraid of creating damage to your family but by even staying with them in the same household exactly so, so from from like an organizational point of view we had we heard voices saying but we have all the information online. And oh come on! After, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, they were right, yeah. right. But yeah. after you talk to the patients, you understand that they are so traumatized and That's so afraid. They're not even trusting themselves to find this information, even if it is extremely uh, uh, reachable. And, and also, it wasn't. yeah. Oh wow! And also, it's not written from the eyes of the patient exactly it's a totally different you know the doctor is telling you what to do but when like in but in like in the voice of someone who is similar to you in your situation it's totally you read it differently exactly. this is why people are all looking for communities that you know explain to me in your you know in in basic you in, know in plain language, word yeah and something that, that relates trust you know we yeah. heard we, we talked to patients and, and we asked them what well, why don't you go online and, and they say when we go online there's First of all, seven opinions to every issue. Wow. And most of them are scary. And you don't know who to listen to. You're the experts. You tell me. No, I mean, in case I'm scared enough. <laughs> exactly. I, don't want, I don't want to be, you know, totally scared. So, so how was the reaction for that? And to how many people did you give it? And uh, we, 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 uh, Up until now, we, we released tens of thousands of, of uh, wow. physical uh, wow. kits. And there was, there was this point when, when we digitalized the, the kit yeah. because we understood that there's no way we can yeah. reach everyone. Uh, and now we have a digital kit, a digital twin mm. of the kit, and, and there we have we have hundreds of people walking in every month, Brilliant. Uh, getting information Brilliant. and asking questions. And this is just part of of the of the, of the journey because we also developed uh, ways of of uh, for for example uh, releasing people from from oh. uh, from from home hospitalization. And mm. Again, it was a very simple uh, way of doing it. It was a chatbot. It has this logic behind it. It was extremely simple, but it, we enabled people to 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 release themselves from hospitalization wow. home just by asking the right questions from digital point of view. Okay, and are there any also regarding this, you know, I think there is a post-traumatic reaction yeah. to being quarantined and, you know, being a corona, uh, you know, patient. Are you still taking care of these people? I mean, do you still, you know, you know, hold their hands, not only the first day that they, they you know, they, they left the quarantine, they finish it, but also for a longer term, because I think there are some, you know, effects that you see only for, for you know, much, lo you know, because suddenly you, because you, when you have it, you, you know, you're doing whatever you can to yeah. deal with the situation, then there is the aftermath, that it's a collapse in, in a sense, and then still there are long term, might be long term effects. So do you take care of this as well? I know that there's a lot of efforts of doing that. I, I can't okay. say at this point a lot about them. Mm. No, 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 the problem. I just don't know a lot about them, mm. but I, I know the people that are leading it, and, and I know that this is something that's very in the focus of the organization. No, I, I think this is what we are calling about patient-centric. So it's not only during the, the traumatic event, mm -hmm. but for a much longer period, and this really, I think understanding that there is the person life journey within that there is his patient 
life life journey yeah. and then you know so how do you transfer from being a patient to get to a regular person or unfortunately hopefully you don't have any long-term uh, impact so i think this is uh so um i think we have time for one more initiative example yeah so again um, and you'll be happy with this you, you think that you did a good work with this i mean Yes, yes, Wait. I think we did. I think that the, the, the people are, are, are reacting to it extremely positively. Okay. And the fact that they're using it uh, Brilliant. convinces me that it Brilliant. brings value. We have like three minutes, so two wow, minutes. Wow, three so, minutes. Yeah, I told you. He was afraid that it's going to be painful. Yeah, I'm I joking. Was, no, I was afraid that I won't have anything to say. And yeah, yeah, we, we met. We, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, you should know. We met, we <laughs> had the coffee, and <laughs> Shahab says, Yali, you sure? I have nothing to talk about. I have nothing. I, I didn't, I, he was so humble. Okay. says, what do you say? Okay. <laughs> I, make, I, I, I allowed myself to make you fun of him. Right. Because, no, 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 no. Oh, come on. <laughs> a real Polish answer <laughs> to a real Polish woman. I'm just joking. So using the last two minutes, do you want to say anything which is important? And then uh, uh, I, you know, I also convinced him already to have a second one. So we will, yeah. because we have some more initiatives, so we will set time as soon as possible uh, and we will continue. But do, do you want to use the last two minutes to say something important about, I don't know, the, the value, the aspiration, whatever that you think people should know about Clalit and the, the work that the whole organization is doing? as you are part of the leading team of it. So I think that what we're really committed on doing is democratization of innovation when it comes ah. to this huge organization. Mm. I think that there, this, when it comes to healthcare, the challenge is so complex and so big that we need all hands on deck. And by all hands on deck, we're talking about external partners. We're talking about entrepreneurs working inside the organization, having a much in-depth understanding of the real challenges in the field, much better than, than me sitting at headquarters and, and designing programs and, and, uh, and models. Um, and, and there's a lot of room for more people to develop and take part together in developing innovative solutions. So we're doing this, A, by, by bringing more players inside the organization and outside the organization into this playing field called innovation. We're trying to create much more models of co-creation, either mm. with partners externally or with people internally. Uh, of course, not to mention the fact that in most of our projects, the patient is uh, is the guest of honor is is, is, a, is a strategic partner That's uh, strategic, strategic design partner in figuring out what do we need to develop and, and who do we need to develop it for and, and I think that that if we truly manage to democratize the the practice of innovation um, we'll be able to create a, a large enough impact That's for wonderful. that is is suitable for the huge challenges that we're facing. That's great. We are only in the beginning. Exactly. So first of all, I want to thank Sharaf again. Well, now you, you have no choice because we didn't speak about everything. So no. we will have, I'm joking. Uh, you know, we, we enjoy each other, that our companies and... <laughs> And I want to thank again Oz for hosting us for such a long time and being so generous with us. Of course, to Lior, who is all me making sure that because I'm so stupid in this, you know, I have, I, in, in these fields, you know, the technical things. So he's making sure that we are online on all the time. And of course, Dina, that he's doing everything in her power to make sure that we are all here on time and assisting in so many ways. So thank you for all of you. Wishing you a best new year. Hopefully, uh, the corona is going to stay with us. So just keep safe, you know, take care of yourself. Uh, be make sure that you you, you know spread love and uh, uh, I think uh, being being and staying optimistic is very important for the coming new year and 
All the best from us here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. Radio Chavati Arishon. Hakoach, Hosser Lanashim.